Hey there friends, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another episode of Mid-Am Crisis. I appreciate you tuning in and listening again. Uh, I've got a fabulous guest this week, someone who I just really enjoy having a conversation about golf with. Uh, his name is Matthew Galloway. He is a LPGA Tour caddy extraordinaire. Uh, I've had a chance to know Matt for now for a couple of years. We've played some golf together. He's actually looped for me. Uh, down at Streamsong Resort, uh, if you ever get the chance to go down there, I highly recommend seeing if he's uh, in the caddy yard that day. Uh, just one of the great guys in golf. He's someone who is a tremendous player, a, floor, a former Florida amateur champion, uh, a three-time Division II All-American at the University of West Florida, uh, and you might recognize him from the Golf Channel's Big Break Mexico, but Matt is just a genuine guy, great dude, someone who you're going to enjoy listening to, and he's got some exciting news. He's got a little girl on the way. He's taking some time off the road uh, to come home and be with his wife as they welcome this little beautiful baby into the world, and uh, I was just excited to get a chance to catch up with him and talk golf for a little while and some life, of course. So anyway, without further ado, I'll turn it over to the conversation with Matt Galloway. Thanks for listening. As always, any reviews you have would be much appreciated. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening device. Thanks for being with us. Matty. What's up, Rebel? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. It's good to be home. Yeah. You uh, coming off the road? Uh, how's that feeling? It's uh it's unique. I haven't like been home for a prolonged period. I mean, I guess other than this COVID mess, but like it's with the and staying like the the point of being home for a while. So this is kind of a new new spot for me. Yeah, you got what uh, two weeks maybe till the due date. Yeah, my wife's having a baby in a couple of weeks, so we're um just you know hunkering down and getting prepared for that. Well, that's. An incredibly exciting uh, feeling. I uh, remember it all very well. Hope to get back into it again soon. <laughs> Once I work up the courage. <laughs> That's not up to you, buddy, I don't think. I know. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's all way out of my control. And uh, I know how you uh, probably going through some of those similar feelings. Uh, but she's doing well. Yeah, good. everything's good, man. I really got a little healthy awesome. baby girl on the way. So, oh man, well, listen, dude, you'll be so wrapped up uh, around her finger from day uh, one. Yeah. It's I got no chance. It's man. remarkable. Y'all got a name ready to roll? Yeah, I got. We got a name. Uh, it'll be a nice little. We'll announce it when the baby rolls Love out. It. But very cool. Got that. You know how it pink. is. Like you, you, like you don't want to tell people because they might just like you have a set on the name and you really like it. Someone's like, Oh, okay. Oh, uh, listen, there's a whole generation of name thieves out there. And it's a, it's, it's a more or less just like a judgment. They're like, Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, there will be plenty of judgment. Uh, oh yeah. I'm... Your, your parents will judge you. Her parents will judge you. Grandparents, especially they like to do it. It's, it's a real treat. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're going to go through a really fabulous, uh, few weeks man it's uh we'll have to have this conversation again when you get you know a few weeks down yeah, the road you're not sleeping uh, and like sleep completely and <laughs> out of it and i'm like really delirious yeah it, it really is it's a whole new level of delirium like you you don't really appreciate the whole idea of like 
sleep deprivation torture until you really go through something like that. And then you go, oh, okay, well, this is literally the worst way you could probably torture someone. So it's like college stuff, the hangover. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but it's, you know, it's also the greatest mm-hmm. feeling in the world. So you can't, you can't beat it. Um, how's it? Um, so I get what we call the semi-retirement for now. Semi-retirement, taking the year off, rest of the year off. So I'm missing like five, six events. And then it, there's, there's, yeah, I can't speak too soon on what the LPGA schedule is looking like next year, but I'm thinking they might be a little deferment and not starting up in January like we usually do. So mm-hmm. it'll give me some time to make a decision if I go back out next year or not. So I'm kind of on the fence right now what I want to do. How uh, you just coming off of the weekend uh, or the week up there at Aronimic? Uh, how was how was that scene? Oh, it was cool, man. I've never really been in the, the Philadelphia too much, so it's kind of. I mean, we're on the suburbs out there with Aronimic, but I went into the city a little bit and checked it out last night. And it's a cool little town. Aronimic's um, awesome. It, it was a really. I was always looking forward when they announced this event a couple of years ago when the PJ of America took over the LPGA Championship and they kind of made it this women's PGA KPMG event and KPMG's kind of come into this event and really made it a really, really good golf tournament. I mean, and I, I used to have this weird thing in the PGA of America and all these blue blazers and that kind of whole stuffy crowd, but you know what they really do. And they're a group of professionals and they actually know how to run a professional golf tournament and they do a great job with it. So I've, I've, my respect for the PGA of America has changed a lot since they got involved in this event. So they really take care of the caddies every week, every year we have this event and find great venues. So it's, I can't speak highly enough about them, but uh, Ronimic itself is a good, it was just a great golf course. This is hard. Yeah. I mean, it looked tough. I mean, and, um, you know, to see, uh, you know, your champion go out there and just light that place on fire. Oh, yeah, she uh, played. I mean, Sonny Young played so good yesterday. I didn't, I mean, I was catching, we, we were kind of the way the tee times worked. It was really bizarre, kind of. They had a leader's tee off in the middle of a wave. So kind of, we, we can see him playing a little bit, but just seeing how she finished and make all those birdies and win her first major like that, it's pretty awesome. She's a great kid. She's one of the really, yeah. like, it's, it's weird because, like, you know how it is. All these, the LPG gets this weird rap with, you know, Koreans and Asians and, and at the end of the day, that some of them do have these stiff personalities, but a lot of these girls are really kind of cool, and they're kind of funny to be around. Se Young's one of them. So, and it's um, yeah. So I'm happy to see her winning. Her caddy's great. Paul Fusco is a great guy. I get. I, I find myself increasingly, you know, sucked into the LPGA events. Yeah. You know, well, and one of the reasons, you know, I do feel like, you know, I guess this is you know, to Mike Wan's credit and others, but. They, I do sense that they're starting to migrate to some better venues, which is really cool. You know, I mean, yeah, it, the the majors are starting to get a hold of it. I think, I mean, Mike Wan, bless his heart, I mean, the greatest man on the planet. If you give him enough money, he'll have an LPGA <laughs> event in your backyard. Like literally, if you put a purse and put TV on it, he'll have an event anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and I get that. I mean, you got to. He's know, a businessman. He's trying to sell. Yeah. If you can find something to give him some money to put up a couple million dollars for the girls to play. He doesn't care where it is. Yeah. Well, but you know, they, they, they do have a, a, a product that's, it just seems like it's, it continues to get better and better. The way it's presented continues to be better and better. Maybe that's a good way to put it because 
I find that you know, the storylines are compelling. The golf is incredibly compelling. Um, and, and I, I know that this sometimes rares up on like Twitter, but I do find it a little more relatable, just mainly in the sense of like, you know, when I see how far someone's hitting something, it's like, well, that's a little more. Let's be, to... let's be honest, Revel. I've seen your golf game. I don't see you hitting <laughs> tee balls like Bryson DeChambeau anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, that ain't happening. Maybe your boy Hauser or something, but um, it, it is relatable and it's, it's cool because. I really say if you if you really want to invest and come out to an event, go play in a pro am because you get to play the same yeah. things as the girls. It's not going to beat you up. It's a fun experience. It's kind of like this. Is, usually, it's just straight scramble format when the events are having pro ams. You know, whatever COVID, but um, go play an LPGA pro am and you'll get to be up close to the girls. And it's a, one of the and they'll actually be engaging. And it's a it's a and when you're there in person or just go to an event, the girls that interact with you. It's a way more close environment you can get a lot closer than you can to some of these big men's events where you're 10 deep trying to see like a glimpse of one of tiger wood shots but it's just a different experience and they're starting it's and it, as the purses increase and people are starting to pay more attention to the girls and it's become relatable and the venues are getting better it's just everything's snowballing the right direction for the tour yeah i mean yeah i saw the purse for the um you know pga last weekend was you know, almost four and a half million dollars. I mean, that's, you know, we're, it's getting there. It's getting there, we're but checking I mean, in the right direction. Yeah. Your, your years perk up when you see those four or five million dollar purses start parking up, but yeah. I mean, they're playing for some, you know, some big cash and, and, you know, and there's something else too that, you know, obviously it's hyper competitive, but I don't know why I find, but I, I just find the way that they sort of comport themselves on the course, I find maybe a little more agreeable than some of the men sometimes. I don't know if that's just, maybe I'm just inventing that, but when I watch it, I feel like it's, they, they maybe care a little bit more about some things that I enjoy about the game. I don't know. Maybe them. No, I don't think you're off there. I mean, it's, it's a different, it's different. It's golf in a different way. Like these, these girls that know what they're playing for. They're excited for the opportunity to play for this amount of money. Like they're thankful and, I think volunteers and you know, it's not, you don't get spoiled. You don't get a sense of spoiled out there. They're always trying to work. It's just the way the LPG always been since the beginning. Like they've had yeah. to kind of, you know, all work together and kind of build this tour. So their girls kind of, all the girls get their own roles. And there's a lot of girls that really do a great job of being good stewards of, you know, acting like a founder is one of the taglines they like to use a lot. And it's the truth of what they try to do sometimes. Well, that's well said. That's probably what I was trying to, trying to get at without really thinking maybe what it was, but that, that appreciation, um, because the, you know, the product has to be good for people to continue to invest in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, they have to go that extra mile where maybe the tour has gotten a place where they're just playing for just, just stupid money to the point where it feels like it doesn't even matter. Now you, you see when it matters, when the, the journeyman wins, you know, which we've seen a lot of actually this year, but, um, you, you, when you see kind of the, 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 the person notching their seventh, eighth, ninth win on tour, you know, it, it just kind of seems like they're going through the motions sometimes. I don't know. Oh, for sure. No, in the same way, like the part the problem is they're probably watching girls are probably, they're, they're watching saying a Kim runaway win by five. And they're like, you know what? Like, Oh, is this another random Korean girl one? But you know what? Say in the here's the storyline. Say Young's probably the best player in the world women player in the world right now that hasn't really won a major right and so like for her to notch that one off her belt and finally get that first major and having nb park who's like the queen 
B, no pun intended, of like Korean <laughs> golf currently. Like that's ex- still playing outside of Seiree. She's like she's the girl. When I came out here, MB was like the girl. Like the yeah. Like she's the uni of like the mother of all these Korean girls and everyone. Like there's a it's so funny. There's this crazy hierarchical thing with the Koreans and like everyone's hmm. got to be respectful to their elders. And it's like MB's it. So she walks in and everybody just kind of it's like it's not the seas don't the seas don't part, but like. <laughs> And MB's actually like the she's super nice. She's and she's really cool, but everyone respects her. I'm gonna butcher this, but I saw this on Twitter, and I think it was. I mean, it was just one of those startling statistics about her and the number of I can't remember if it was top fives or top ten finishes she has in uh, in majors. And they and I think the comparison was how many Jack had at this point, how many Tiger had at this point. And she had, you know, you know, really stretched a lead there on them, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but they're really, I mean, there are a lot of storylines in there. I mean, gosh, I mean, what we had happening coming down the stretch out at, uh, out in California a couple of weeks ago with, uh, I can always want to call it the crap Nabisco, the A&A inspiration. Um, <laughs> I call it something was, different, but it's not, it's yeah, not, right. it's not safe for work, but <laughs> I mean that 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 wall thing that was the damnedest. Thing oh, dude! Seen, but... I mean, oh, I got there on I think Sunday afternoon. I went out to go see the golf course, and I and I heard about it, and then I saw it. I'm like, this is not going to be good. And I was like, yep, it came down. It and it was. Huh? I I tried to. I mean, I think it was too late to do something about it at that point. But it's tough. It's you know sometimes the tour likes to shoot themselves in the foot when they get a, you know, they get one step forward and like two stops, two steps back sometimes, but maybe this will be a great case study for anyone who runs in a golf tournament of like what not to do. I think it'll go down in like the golf course, you know, set up, you know, handbook of not to do in a 2020. Well, I mean, it literally, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you start seeing the tweets on Wednesday, you go, Oh boy, you really hope the tournament doesn't boil down to that. And, and and it did it in the most just absurd fashion. <laughs> um, well, the but... other side here's the other side of the fence though, and I and I get the argument like there's always a grandstand back there, and the walls there for anyone else to use that they want to use it. So it's not like it's an unfair advantage. To, yeah, sure. The whole mm-hmm. field gets to, it's there for the whole field. It doesn't like move out of the way for certain players. Yeah, I mean everyone. Some like Justin Thomas tried to say, this was an absurd take. The saying it cost Nelly the tournament. He's saying it because he's friends with Nelly. Let's mm-hmm, be honest. Mm-hmm, but it didn't mm-hmm. cost Nelly the tournament. Nelly didn't hit the shots at the end of the tournament. She hit it in the rough yeah. twice in that hole and didn't yeah. have a chance to do it. So I mean, yeah. you know what? That's on her. Oh yeah. And, she, and I mean, you know what? And Nelly's a great kid, and she's going to win one of these soon. So it's I'm not saying it's like, you know. But you know, that's the other side of the argument. There's always something back there. I thought this would be the first year. Like you know what? They don't have a chance to do it. Maybe they won't do anything. And I get there and. <laughs> IMG goes and IMG goes and screws it up for everybody again. Uh, How's the uh, camaraderie out there? You know, it's it's very it's as you can imagine. It's very kind of like it's a traveling circus, so we all Uh get to know each other, and it's it feels a lot more closer knit than let's say the PJ Tour are is. I mean, all you got, you know, every most of the caddies know each other. All you know the players, and you know the tour officials, and you know the TV people, and you know like the you know there's only maybe four or five six different tournament organizers so you know the same tournament officials 
at run events. It's kind of like, you know, you go into a small town and you see your friends again every once a year. So it's kind of a nice, it's, it feels more, you know, like a family of, of a sorts. You get to talk oh, to the commissioner whenever you want. He'll talk to you when he, he has time and it's, he knows pretty much everyone that's been out there for a long time. And, um, it, it, it does not saying the PGA tour doesn't have that feel because everyone's happy to see their pals win or their friends win, but it's, it's a little more like a family. I'd yeah. say. Well, it's Sometimes dysfunctional it's family, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a family. Uh, well, you know, on the dysfunction side of things, I mean, what, what comes to mind with that? I mean, I mean, are, are there things that are like when you get to, you know, from stop to stop that are sort of like glaring problems that pop up regularly or, well, it, um, it's not this, that it's not really problems. It's just like it, the same things in high school. Everyone's got a click and you know, it's just like mm-hmm. you're certain, you know, it's, it's just funny to watch the like sociological aspects of it all. Of, like there's this little team of people, there's this team of girls, there's this group of caddies. There's this, it's funny to watch, but um, that's really funny. I mean, it's the same way anywhere. It's just like any normal job is just, we just go to a different city every week. There's always but, the yeah. problems logistically of traveling, of like doing it five weeks in a row and you're dragging your crap to the airport and you're like, I don't, what am I doing? <laughs> but, you're what, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's incredibly rewarding though when you get, you know, coming down the stretch back nine on Sunday, you got some, some good vibes going, you're into the, in the hunt. I mean, that's got to be pretty damn cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's the most fun thing ever when you're involved in it and you're, you know, as a cat, I mean, and, as a caddy to be involved in it and maybe one of your calls helps out, you know, your player do better and make that top 10, that top five, or even win the golf tournament. It's kind of, it's a very satisfying feeling and it can be almost druggish when you get into it. So it's, it's a really fun experience when you get to participate in that. What's, you know, the restarts now, what, I don't know, a couple months deep. Um, how do you compare the world with and without fans? It's, I mean, I mean, truly from the LPJ sense, it's not a, like, I wouldn't say it's a huge impact because, I mean, yeah. you get out there on Thursday and Friday in some places and some events, like there's quite a few events that has a, quite a big following in an LPJ mm-hmm. and you get kind of a lot of fans out there. But then, you know, there's a lot of them where like when you're out there in certain parts of golf course, there's just not a lot of people. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's similar sometimes, but then it's just a little weird because that it's not a full setup. Like there's not all these grandstands everywhere. So it's kind of cool. And one aspect is seeing the golf course kind of in a more normal capacity, like than you'd see it. Like it was, I was cool being at the first event in Inverness and just kind of seeing the golf course. There's no ropes up. They just had a couple little TV things that would pop up and travel around, but there weren't any fixed TV towers. It was cool playing a golf. It felt like you were playing a, like a golf, like a college event or high school tournament again. Hmm. There's, there's nothing out there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I was talking to um, Trey Runkle last week and we were having this conversation and we got on tour and, you know, one of the things is like, you know, <laughs> you don't have the Baba buoys, you know, you don't have the, yeah, you don't have the weird BBM. comments from fans and you're just like, yeah. gosh, dude, why do you, you walk up to a ball and the camera, well, that lies are not any good. And you're like, well, no, yeah. no shit. Sherlock is not great. Like didn't need to tell my player that, <laughs> but you know, there, there's, there's almost something to appreciate about that. I, I, once you kind of get used to, you know, not having some of the roars it you know, I, well, you appreciate it at a place like NA when the rough is so gnarly, you couldn't even find golf balls. These people can yeah. actually help you find them or know I where bet. they went. That was one of the new, unique things. It was like, you, that rough was gnarly. It was this Bermuda stuff that wasn't overseed and it was long and the ball just goes straight down. 
You know, I didn't think about that, I guess, because normally it's probably all overseeded. In. Yeah, we usually play in April, and it's just like a wall-to-wall mm-hmm. rye overseed, so it was totally different. But it was it was a lot greener than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a little more burnt out, but, you know, they put a ton of water on it, apparently. Hmm. Keep it green. That's fascinating. So, uh, Ronamick, how would you uh, sum that place up after a few days out there? It was funny. My, my boss, Angel, asked me, she goes, how do you compare – because we had a, the first event in drive-on championship was at another Donna Ross course that's been restored at uh-huh. Inverness. Yep. And she goes, how would you compare this to Inverness? And I love Inverness. And I'm trying to explain all these architecture things to my, my boss, and she's starting to get it and start starting to appreciate it. And so she's like, how do you think it's – how would you rate it? I go, I would, I would think Aronimic is a little better just because of the routing. There's a lot of Inverness, and Inverness is great. It runs, you got a lot of parallel holes that are kind of run in the same direction through the same little that little valley there right by the clubhouse. I mean, Inverness is like the hilliest flat course in the planet. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Andy Johnson described it really well. It's kind of like Aronimics' this big giant sink, and there's a lot of holes that kind of run alongside yeah. of it, and there's some that go up the hill. So it's kind of like you get these cool vistas. And like, this is because the land's different. And it's, it's cool seeing how, I mean, the, the routing Ross did, you know, how he figured that out around the hills. And then, you know, Gil obviously, you know, famously restored it, putting a lot more bunkers back in and kind of created that unique aspect of what Ross had done back in the 20s. But Rock was really cool. It was, the green complexes were tricky and they were, it was hard. So you got to be really careful about where you're, you're trying to hit shots and use slopes and you can't just fly it to the hole and spin it. It was it was good. I mean, obviously Philly's got a high roster of golf courses, so sometimes and some people's list is probably not even in the top five or six of golf courses of Philly. But it's crazy how many golf courses are up. Good golf courses are up there. Yeah, I mean it's pound for pound one of the best golf towns in the whole country. Um, you talk about Gill. Yeah, you know, I've I've come to really just admire what what he does. I I, I think he's. He's got a really good touch, and um, it's pretty amazing to see just how many of these big time restorations he's continuing to get. I mean, that, you know, they they show well on TV every time. I mean, you know, even like in you know, Wingfoot a few weeks ago, I mean, I, I thought yeah. that place looked phenomenal. It's interesting. I mean, I haven't never I never been around Gil. I've I've actually caddied for Jim Wagner at Streamsong Clock, a place that they designed. Mm-hmm. It's interesting seeing some of their original designs that are not restorations and then seeing some of their restoration work. And it's the funny thing about Aronic, I was asking more about it with one of the members there when I was talking, I was like, so like he basically, he didn't really touch the greens. He just redid bunkers and helped move some tees around and figure that it was just kind of interesting to see the depth of the work, but the, see how the greens, the Ross greens have stayed the same over years. I mean, they, they, they expanded some greens, you know, restore some old pin locations from encroachment, but I, I think Gil does, they, they do, that group does great uh, restoration work. And they've done a lot of places that are, you know, obviously pretty famous for it, like the sleepy hollows and the, you name it. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting. You, you know, you put it that way too, because, you know, his original stuff, I think has, you know, his style and characteristics, but what's amazing is he doesn't, he doesn't really try to, you know, um, import that into the restoration work at all. I mean, he, you know, no, no, he's, he's, he's very, very historical. Good at, very, mm-hmm. he's very good at digging up the historical aspects of places, and that's kind of the appreciative thing of 
those places like the, that work. And I'll tell you, it's it's hard digging up that stuff. Like I've tried to find old photos of places, and it's hard finding some of that that information. You know, having all these historians and you know these guys do have value. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, the last time I saw you, we were down there, uh, stream song black for a few days, mm-hmm. and um, you know that place. I was telling someone after we got back. You know, I think most of us. Most of us that went down, we had what, like 16 guys that went down oh, there yeah. back in June and had a wonderful time. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have you on the bag for three straight days. Um, Absolutely. I, I just fell in love with that course. I had, you know, I had only played, you know, I think through about 15 holes the trip before when we got rained out. I mean, you came up with a really good like, illustration of how the three golf courses oh, work yeah. there. Um, and it's, I mean, it's very accurate. I mean, I kind of forgot it because it was very eloquent. I can't, you're, you know, you're very wise with the words. I can't quite put pen to paper the way you do, but um, it's, it's, I see it's a very polarizing golf course. Stream Song Black is it's people show up there and they're like, I hate this place. And there's other people like you that walk off. You're like, you know what? I love this thing. And there's no one that's just kind of like, Oh, that's okay. It's like either I hate it or I well, love it. Well, and that's it. a sign to me. I, you know, the older I get, that's always the look, the mark I look for, you know, anything that you kind of just go, eh, yeah, that's nice. You know, that that's, there's just so much of that out there in the world with everything. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like what way everyone handles old mm-hmm. Mac abandoned. Right. And that, I just finally went to Bay Dunes for the first time um, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, still my mind is still put by trying to, you know, get my head back on. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy golf again, unless I'm playing there. I have heard, I, I'm one of the you know degenerates in this country that has not made that voyage yet. And oh man, I'm telling you, no, I'm no, I'm, there. you know, there's it's funny. I've been I've been literally like talking about this place to my wife, then at the time girlfriend at times, and it's just hard to plan when I'm gone. You know, three or four weeks in a row, like coming trying to say I'm going to go play <laughs> golf for a week somewhere else. It's That's not pretty impressive. Fly the flagpole too well. But I've been talking about going to this place for years. Rebel, I mean, talking, like, begging, like, hey, I'm gonna go, I want to go to this place. I want to go to this place. I used to, like, I was telling Mike Chufka there at Bannon, I used to book award flights in the winters when if I saw a good week of weather, I'd just go out there and I was going to figure it out. But finally, she's like, you know what? Just go. Just go play golf before we have the baby. And, like, so not to listen to you hold this over my head for years to come. And so I set it up, and I went out there for five days and played something stupid, like 180 holes in five days. But so. It was it it it's funny because you know how you got these places like it has such a big hype and such a big standard of what you think a place is going to be. Oh yeah. And then you get let down every time you go. It, it didn't happen. Like a place that still blew me away. That's you know talk about things that are hard to do. To be able to be such a proclaimed uh, place product, whatever you want to call it, and to not just you know meet expectations but for everyone that i've ever talked to it goes i mean it, it just blows past the expectations which that's yeah. i mean that's really hard to do <laughs> so end of the story yeah. is you right go, yeah. obviously I, I think my wife's probably listening from two rooms over with i'd be curious to know what her face looks like <laughs> oh she's probably rolling her eyes abandoned dunes i gotta hear about yeah. this place again yeah she's pretty good though i i i, I give her credit for being an outstanding golf wife but um 
so what do you what's what is the difference maker out there i mean you you how many holes you say you play 180 in five days <laughs> 180 180 i did i did one day i was a psychopath on one of the days i played 54 holes in a day and what mix was that um yeah I, well just it was i was scheduled i think banded trails in the morning went off like 750 third or second or third group out and re flew around the thing is the great thing about the place is the pace of play is actually quite good like you run into some spots where you might take four and a half hours a little over that to play some golf but it's pretty much four hours or and you get around there really quick i mean having that i think they found a sweet spot of even having five golf courses and enough rooms where i was afraid it was gonna be too like in the busiest season be just be wall-to-wall -wall golf and there wasn't anywhere to play and change your times around but being a single, it was really flexible what I could do. So I can, I can kind of, I choose my own adventure every day if I wanted to. And so that day I played trails in the morning. I kind of went, went straight to, I wanted to play Pacific Dunes again because I had a bad round there and I kind of wanted to get, you know, see it again and kind of have a different light on it. So played pack in the afternoon at like 12, got done at like four. Then went over to play Bandon Dunes because for the quintessential sunset round of band in which i've heard you know a lot of things about so it's kind of like you need to play it at sunsets so it's kind of like this transcendent experience when you're out there on the 16th green and the sun's going down and it feels like you're at the end of the world was uh the sunset round as good as advertised yeah it, it was really kind of weird because this mist kind of was uh -huh. rolling in the sun's going down and it was it was a nice i'm out there trying to take all these photos so i'm running around like <laughs> a crazy person but um yeah, it was awesome. I came in the dark and these guys are out there sitting outside the lodge eating dinner. They're like, did you even see what you were doing in the last hole? I said, yeah, I, I found my ball. finished my birdie. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a great, it was a great week. And I, it's just like, can't wait to go back. I'm already like, when can I get back there? It, this, it, when you get, answer the question, what's so different about it? It's, I love Scotland. I love everything about golf over there. And it is like literally the closest thing you can get to that same vibe and playability of Lynx golf, of running the golf ball on the ground or playing different shots and getting some wind and just having fun playing the game. And not saying that the rest of the golf courses in the U S aren't like that. Cause there's plenty that are, but that's the closest experience you can get to being in Scotland. I mean, I, I was glued to the TV with the USAM out there a few weeks ago and, you know, it, it, it does, it does have that, you know, illusion that it's, it's very, very close to the way, you know, the golf seems to go, um, you know, in the UK, you know, can you tell, I guess maybe the question is, you know, sometimes you, you look at something that's trying to be like somewhere else and you start to see, see the scenes. Oh you know? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've played a lot of like, quote, quote, air quotes, oh, yeah. links, mm -hmm. golf courses in the U.S. And then this, the turf doesn't quite add up and it's not the same playability. But I mean, having the fescue fairways abandoned, you get the firmness there that you need. And I mean, the greens don't ever get super quick because of the wind. And, you know, obviously just you can't get them too fast there. But and but they're still firm. Like I had a hard time fixing ball marks on a lot of the golf courses. But I mean, it's. It's, it's, really, it's a really good spot and, and there's, yeah, it's hard to put enough words around it come, <clears throat> other than saying just yeah. go. Did you uh, come away with any uh, favorites out of the offerings? It's everyone get, everyone has a whole thing like, Oh, what, how do you rate the five? And then, you know, sheep ranch being new and adding the whole wrinkle on that. It's, um, it's really hard to say which one is my favorite or certain. It's just kind of like, it, it's one of those things of like, you, 
wake up and you're like, oh, which pair of socks <laughs> I want to put on? They're all they're all good. I'm not saying that socks are kind of mundane, but like having five favorite shirts and be like, which one do I want to wear today? It's it's hard picking one sometimes. There's one day you want to go like play this one. There's one day like trails might be the best one to you. Like, there's one day that sheep very much might be the best thing to you. It's they're all different for their different reasons, and I like fell equally in love with all of them. So it was kind of hard to say one's better than the other. I mean, if you had to say hole by hole, trails might be the best golf course on the property. Obviously, it doesn't have the views, but. A lot of people tie, for some reason, you know, the viewpoints of the Pacific Ocean to how good the golf course yeah. is, and that's not necessarily, you know, the best way to go about it. That, one of those consistent things you do hear a lot is that trails is um, almost this sort of transcendent type experience. What, what is it about that course that seems to have a, a differentiator from the others? Maybe it's not the views, you know? It's just a, it's like a it's a weird kind of like, it's hard to describe. It's like, it's every, every golf course has, they like architects, let's say, Oh, it tells a story and there's like a, a flow to it. And it, you kind of, you start out out in the dune a little bit and you kind of play this really cool first hole. Then you play the second hole. It's a cool part three down the hill in this dune scape. And then you kind of go across the street into the meadows and it, like it, 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 it changes. So there's like, it's like a movie where you're kind of like, there's a beginning, a middle and an end kind of and as the round flows the and every hole is just really really good and there's and they have and you know core crenshaw put these these greens and these little complexes and these coves there's a couple of really cool green sites where just like man this is really cool how they found this and it just it feels like it's been there forever yeah that's cool i mean then there is the controversial 14th hole and this is I think it's a better player privilege of saying I like the hole, but I can see how a hiding handicapper would not like it. But it's um it's this short little drivable hole. You're teeing off on top of the hill. It's this beautiful view, and um, the green is just diabolical. It's like you can't miss the green, or you're just going thirty <laughs> yards away from it. And what you know, you're talking about um, old Mac. I mean, what's the which side of that fence do you fall on on old Mac? I think it's great. I mean, I, I played it with not a lot of wins. I can see how if, if you get banged, it gets like the part of the golf, the whole property that old Mac and sheep ranch are kind mm-hmm. of there next to each other. And that's where the wind, when the wind kicks up, it gets like gnarly over there. And so they say, you know, play it in the morning. I played in the afternoon. It literally is blowing like five, 10 miles an hour. It's a perfect afternoon. And it was my first full round playing a golf course there. And, and if, and if you know, have your big golf course buff or nerd and you start, if you know anything about Rainer and, mm-hmm. or CB McDonald and the template holes, there's a lot of those. That's basically, that's what they're all hold. The premise of the golf course is, there's a ton of temple holes. I think there's maybe one or two like non temple holes that were just built to be built, but it's just fun kind of trying to guess when you get to a hole, like, Oh, what is right. this? Like, what, which one is this? And it's kind of cool in the back of the scorecard. They have, you know, what the names of all the five, the 18 holes are. So, it kind of helps you explain it. Or if you know it, you go, this is this, this is cool. Like the road hole concept of like how they built that into, you know, in the middle of a, you know, field or meadow of like how they did the road hole. And you know what it all, it works. It's a really Hmm. cool green complex. And it's just basically like all those, it's all those ideals from all those holes, like on steroids times a hundred. It's just like on full tilt. It's like, it's a big scale. Like you kind of, it's a really cool experience. You play the first hole, and you go out, then you play the second hole as a little part three. And then the third hole, you kind of go up over this ridge with the big ghost mm-hmm. tree that you see all those pictures on Instagram. 
And then once you get over the ridge, it's just like you see the whole golf course and you can hear the ocean. You're just like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, this is awesome. Anytime I, and anytime I go, get a holy shit moment on the golf course, I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> wow. And you just get, and then you just go down to the hill. It's just like this rig, big reveal of the rest of the golf course. And you're like, wow, this is cool. And then you get that moment on seven, you kind of go up the hill and you get to be on top of the world there where the ocean, you kind of get to see the ocean. It's weird because on Old Mac, you don't see the ocean a lot. You just hear it, which is still a really cool feeling. And then on, on the seventh green, you kind of go up there, and this is a beautiful hole on top of the hill. And then it might be the best turn stand view in the world where you just get they get this little turn stand right there on the water right after the seventh hole, and you're just like, I'm going to go yeah. sit there and have a beer and think yeah. about life for Why a not? second. How, yeah. um, you know, being a caddy at uh... – you know, the, I guess we'd call stream song, the Florida equivalent, um, if that's a good comparison, but how do you, how do you relate a place like stream song, um, to a place like bandit? I mean, obviously there, you know, there's some similar principles in play, but, um, you know, completely different environments from what I can gather. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I'd say obviously the water's not there. It's, when you get on the golf courses, it's the same minimalist kind of vibe of like just using a land that was there. I know it, it's the scale is big and the, some of the maximalists kind of like view of the sand dunes. is kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. that's what was there. Like they built a golf course around what was there and they did their job. And, um, I'd say the resort at stream song, it's probably a little, let's say, I wouldn't say bougie, but it's more just like a little more pristine yeah. and nicer. I mean, everything abandoned is nice. It's high. obviously it's not cheap abandoned. It's not cheap at Stream Song, but I mean, everything's a little, little more pristine at Stream Song. That the hotel's got a little more, you know, refinement to it, and the clubhouses has got a little more refinement to them. But um, it's a it's a similar ideals of what the golf course has been to do and what the land is, and it's it's fun to play. Like Stream Song's fun to play. Like I don't, I mean, I and I'm not saying this because I work there. I'm saying it because I believe it. It's like the the best three golf courses no, you can play no in Florida. Doubt. Like, not, I can, mm. without a doubt. I mean, I, I guess I hate Florida <laughs> golf. Let's be honest. I hate it. I hate palm trees. I hate a bunch of water hazards and I hate big ass white bunkers. And that's everything stream songs, not this coming so, from, you know, a uh, former Florida state amateur champion too. So, you know, an expert yes. in the field. Yeah, exactly. I've, I mean, you, you grew up in Florida and you, play high school and college golf around you played all these Florida golf courses so you've seen it all the uh, well first of all while you're on your semi-retired life uh you need to uh take a baby break at some point get up here to Tallahassee and play Capital City I think you'll find it uh pleasantly different than a lot of the state but um but you're I mean stream song to me is it really is like going on to another planet from the rest of Florida I mean if you're yeah, it's just I've never seen anything quite like it, and and I love. It. I mean, it's you know for me, it's five hours to get down there, and you know, it's worth it's worth that drive and price you can get on all day long. I can't wait to see these new um, Mach One greens. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the greens either. I've been you know I'm you know become good buddies with Kyle Harris, assistant superintendent, and he's been texting me, showing me these pictures of all this stuff. And he was telling me, "Come check it out. Come check it out." I haven't been out there yet, but I've all the caddies are saying great things and it's just, it'll be cool. Cause they'll, they'll, they'll add a little firmness when the place first opened. It Ugh. was so firm and so fast and so fun to play. 
you can hit all these shots and play all these little bump and runs around the greens. And I think that's kind of why they did it. They were having some obvious issues with, mm-hmm. you know, Bermuda grass changes and does all this crazy stuff over seven, eight years of time. And they, you know, the resort took an opportunity with the break to kind of, you know, knock both of them out. And I think it was a smart move and hopefully they're great. And that's all I've heard is great things. So I'm excited to see them. I played down there the first time I ever went, um, was the week after they had uh, the women's four ball. I think it was the four first ball, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've never played a golf course as firm and as fast as those two, as red and blue were that week. I, I just was. It's It gets yeah. really good the winter because the winter you kind of get that uh-huh. dormancy and the broom unit gets a little crispy and it gets a little windy. And it's just, it's fun because like, you can eat. The thing, the thing about anything links golf in Florida, it's hard to build it. Cause you can't, you have to yeah, bring right. it down. You can't put fescue down anywhere in Florida. And that's the only thing that holds back. Like the real true links feeling is mm-hmm. just kind of the turf, but you can only do yeah. so much in Florida, but, um, it gets, it gets really, really good. In the winter. I mean, it was, I mean, it's great this summer too. I mean, they run a really good, like Florida resident rate program where, I mean, if you live in Florida, you get a pretty darn good deal to come out there in the summertime. And even though I, you know what you're getting, it's going to be 110 degrees and you might get a thunderstorm in the afternoon, but you know, oh, it's a good yeah. deal. I mean, they, they pretty much give you the golf. I mean, if you go down there and stay a couple nights in the hotel, the golf's almost included. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Can't wait to get down there and see those new greens. Are right, now are you going to start looping again? Uh, out there or what are you, what you're thinking? Well, you literally having this conversation, I mean, I need to, I need to call and <laughs> or text my caddy master and see if I still have a job. Um, I, I would, I, I might do a little bit out there this winter, just kind of based on request and, you know, what I'm allowed to do based on my, you know, what's going on with the baby, but I'll probably do a little bit and for a bit and then see where I stand. Well, I'll, uh, if I get the nod to come back down there again, uh, I'll, you'll, you'll, you'll be the first yeah, one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought your, your guidance around the uh, black horse was superb earlier this summer. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. I get it right. Yeah. Sometimes I get well, it wrong. It was, it was pretty good. Um, what, um, what else is going on in your world? Are you playing much at all? I'm starting. Yeah. The, the Florida amateur got moved to December. And I got my amber hey. status back. Oh, Great for you, Ben. Years for ago, like... but I haven't. Uh, yeah, I mean, this isn't this not the bidam? <laughs> That's it. It's exactly right. Po- uh, on brand. Good job. Um. Uh, and so I I got my status back, and I wanted to get more active in the bidam scene, and I just haven't had the availability from working so much, and it's always like either. The tournament's on an off week, but the qualifiers during a tournament week, or there's always something that doesn't add up. And luckily, you know, being a past champion of the Florida Amateur, they kind of they reinstated the exemption of past Ooh, champions if you get reinstated. Really? So I'm exempt into it at Black Diamond this year, so I'm going to try to play. It might not be any good, but that's uh, that's a fascinating um, little loophole you got going on there. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, it's usually it used to be like it was a lifetime exemption if you win, and if you turn pro, you lose it. And if you you know get your amateur status back, like tough you know tough titties, like you're you turn pro, you lost your deal. But I guess they changed it because I guess there's been a couple of guys that have won it. Have I think got their amateur status back? I think like Brad <laughs> Query or a couple other guys have done it. 
And so they changed it to not a lifetime deal. I think you get 25 years from when wow. you won. So I think I'm exempt through, if my math is right, 2032. Well, math in public is dangerous, so be careful. But um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, I, I played Black Diamond on the way down uh, to see where, right before I was coming to see you. Um, that's right. And, yeah, you, uh, that. you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting place. Um, I always tell everybody, you know, it's, I've been there twice now, I guess. And, um, it's worth going to, you know, it's worth going to see good track. Um, uh, well, yeah, I've been up there a couple of times. I think the unpopular, everyone loves the quarry holes, but I think the, I think the off the radar take is saying the other golf. I've heard that from many people. Um, you know, to me, the, the, the only thing that's so kind of interesting, you know, the, you know, armchair architect is, you know, you go out and you basically play a 12 hole, uh, whatever, 12, 13 hole, um, you know, just normal everyday Florida golf course. I mean, it's, you know, there's some rolling hills. I I mean, I wouldn't say it's every day. It's, it's not, um, like my, my say, I hate everyday Florida golf, yeah, like right, Palm right, right. Beach, where it's like there's a giant pond in every hole, and it's like island greens mm-hmm. and palm trees. It's it's in the it's like yeah. country Florida golf. You're in the hills, you get some you get some yeah, land movement. Cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's right. cheesecake factory, but um, but it's, yeah, Tom Fossey himself. Yeah, nothing... but, but it is cool when you go across. I mean, I haven't really been out there in a while, but I remember you, you kind of like you play all these holes in the woods, and you kind of all of a sudden you come across yeah. like a road, and all of a sudden you're out here in this giant rock quarry. Like, you've been, oh yeah, I mean, I it's go? a completely different golf course for what is that? Five holes, I guess. I think that's what thirteen, yeah. And then all the way through seventeen, you're basically in the quarry, and then you come out in eighteen, yeah, it's just kind of right. back to the <laughs> back to where you were. Yeah. A little uphill par five back to the thing. I just, I think you know, I to me, it's like. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, there was a real estate play and all kinds of other stuff, but I just always wonder, you know, if you could go back and redo it, would you make it to where you, you revisit the quarry a couple of times throughout the round of golf, you know, you put more greens out there. I don't, I don't know if you, you can only put so many, I think you can only, you know, it's, it's not a big quarry. There's only so many yeah. times you can get in there and put so many holes in it. So it's, I don't know if you can really revisit it too much. You can probably re- reimagine it. You might add a hole or two that gets access to it, but always it's a unique no, yeah, little piece of yeah, land. I'll no, tell you that. It, there's a couple of pla- There's a couple of little places around there, like mm-hmm. Brooksville Country Club. I remember has a cool little rock quarry feature for a couple of holes. That kind of other place goes on. They the do. Radar. How's so? How far away is that? For you won the AM at what Innisbrook. And how far away is that? Which is another great. Hour away? And it's, I mean, I, I grew up on the yeah. east part of Tampa, so I, I used to, it was like an hour drive from the east part of Tampa, but I live in downtown now, or south Tampa, and it's probably an hour, it's still probably 45 minutes up to Ennisbrook, but an hour and a half-ish to kind of get to Brooksville, or two hours yeah. to get to Lacanto. Uh, it's, uh, I like it up there. World Woods, get up there, get get you some World Woods action. Yeah, World Woods is, it, World Woods is great. It, it, um, I haven't been up there in a while either, it's just it's lost its luster from what it was back in the day, but it still has the bones of what it was. So there's some cool, some cool golf holes out there. Some good part of the good land there in that whole area of well, Florida. The, uh, uh, between you and I and the select few listening to this later, there may be a, uh, a piece in a certain, um, uh, glossy image golf magazine next year about, uh, the, uh, world woods losing its luster. 
uh, and uh, and what that means. So I'm by by a a, cer- a certain author who hey. in Tallahassee. We're working on. And I think yeah, I know that yeah. guy. So we'll see. Um, I subscribe to that glossy magazine. So uh, I got uh, I got a green light on a couple of things the other day. So yeah, we'll be we'll be sniffing around Worldwoods a little bit. Um, yeah, it's an interesting place. It's kind of a bizarre place, really. I mean, you kind of it, it it was way before its time, you know. I mean, they had it might be it's it might be one of the coolest. Oh yeah, I've ever big seen. circular fire squad. I did. I used to do it. I did. Um, there used to be like the college, all the Florida University college coaches, except for Buddy Alexander, because <laughs> he's too big of a uh-huh. you know tough ass. They had this junior camp. You do like you would have you get these junior camps that you stay up there at World Woods, and you do <laughs> all the college coaches when you're in high school. And you're, I mean, it was it was an interesting experience. It's a cool range though, because you know how like Orange County National has this giant mm-hmm. 360 range, and it's generally just like a giant pit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It has no character to it. But that range at Worldwoods has those four sides. I don't know if it still exists, but it has like yeah. those four T's where you kind of have a north, south, east, and west T's, and they're yeah. all kind of in the woods. So it's not like you can't see them all. It's a really yeah, cool it experience. Yeah, it is. I mean, they had the you know they had the full blown putting course, the par three course, you know, and two uh, you know lovely golf courses uh, all in one place. Back before that was you know really the scene, and it's not a real estate. I mean, it was kind of like the the very first version I feel like of sort of the remote destination golf. And it's, you know, now it's, you know, been surpassed mightily by many places, but um, they were, they were definitely ahead of the game, probably a little too much. Yeah. That was all part of one of all those real estate plays Mm -hmm. in the eighties and nineties. Everyone thought they were going to build some crazy community around golf. It's basically every Florida golf course. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how you do in the AM. I'm there's a qualifier up here in Tallahassee at um, uh, the new uh, Seminole Legacy Golf Course. They call it, uh, oh, which yeah. is a, nice. Yeah, I, I want to like. And we got that Madam event in Tampa, the Gasparilla. That's always a. I haven't got an opportunity to ever participate in that, so it'd be fun to try to get active in that. I mean, I literally live five minutes from yeah, Tallahassee, so that's right up your alley. If anyone on the committee is listening to this, if you want to extend me an invitation, that'd be fantastic, but I'll qualify. I'm going to venture to say they're not, uh, based on the fact that for some reason I'm actually blocked by the FSGA, uh, on, uh, Twitter. (laughs) I, I, yeah, for real, I am, I am blocked and banned by the FSGA on, uh, uh, on Twitter, which is, uh, I, 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 personally, I feel like it's a real badge of honor. I didn't really, well, I can't imagine what you would. You're not a very Isn't that controversial. Funny? Like I'm, I, like, I really. Because yeah, you're the nicest person. In the I world. really don't go to. It's not like you're like you're yeah, not they, no, or anything. I, I really am not. You know the the uh, the take master. Um, but uh, you remember the well, it was uh, one of your pals when um, when Mark Dole won the mid am a few years ago. <laughs> I maybe I had a few beers, but I I you know. <laughs> sent a couple of replies and I was like, I don't understand how you can be touting this. Um, you know, is this, they, I just felt like it was, it was very whitewashed. Oh, it, yeah. Now I, whitewashed. now, now I, I, I it was I a see, very, they yeah. were presenting a very whitewashed oh. version of the story. And I thought that was most yes. unfortunate. And, uh, apparently they didn't like that. I, rem- I remember <laughs> when I got the phone call about when that went down, my jaw was yeah. on the ground. 
but the yeah. uh yeah so maybe one of these days they'll allow me to follow him on twitter again or maybe i'll set up a burner account or something but yeah just yeah, mid-am, mid-am crisis counting mm-hmm. to give them yeah. a follow no, yeah, next time coming. I'm going to be complaining about uh, former pros uh, and big break participants who are getting in the oh. Florida AM. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I'm washed <laughs> up, man. I hit it. I don't hit it anywhere. I can't do anything. If I make the cut, well, I'll be proud. Uh, it, I, I got news for you. Once the uh, kiddo comes along, you're, it, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I need to. I was just thinking I need to go practice like as much as I can for the next couple of weeks to. I yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. I say that. that. I, I, I'm probably having the best year of my golfing life that I've had since I was in high school. I was going to say, man, I feel like I was looking at you Instagram. You were playing golf every single well, afternoon. Well, you know, the like. pandemic, I feel like, you know, took me from, I, I was like a four and a half handicap back in, you know, April. And, you know, it was very content with it. And, um, and all of a sudden, you know, you just start getting a lot more rep. I mean, I, I think I've got... I think it was 54, you know, 18 whole rounds in the gen system this year. And, um, you know, that's a lot. And, but there's probably twice as many times that I've played golf, you know, just going out and playing nine or, you know, goofing around with, you know, four or five clubs at, you know, at at dusk. I mean, you just, yeah, yeah, you just get more reps and it just, it just gets, you just get better. I mean, it was nuts, but yeah. Um, Hey, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to take. Yeah, you no, 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 no. Good. It. I was going to ask you something, but go ahead. What were you going to say? No, a- ask. Well, me, ask I was what you got. sitting here thinking about. Uh, I was talking to my wife about Pensacola earlier. You were talking about college golf. You played at UWF. Um, did you see did. where basically the 18th hole of Pensacola Country Club got a uh, got kind of washed out to sea with that hurricane, Sally? I saw some 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 pictures on Facebook. I saw there's a boat yeah. on or something. Yeah. I don't know what the the whole thing. Get, so get what happened out? is, is there was so there the three mile bridge there between downtown and Gulf Breeze. It, they tore the whole, they right. rebuilt the whole bridge, brand new bridge, uh, and they got they got one right. half of it done, that. the other half's under construction, and it's probably been open. I don't know, maybe maybe since about January or something like that, and. I guess, you know, they were looking at the forecast and the construction people just decided that it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. So they didn't secure the barges and they had 19 barges that just like peppered up and down the coast. I mean, all up and down the bay, different crazy places. Some of them banged up against the bridge. The bridge like collapsed in two or three places. So right now there's no way to get between uh, downtown Pensacola and Gulf Breeze, which is just, Gold they got to go like two hours and go all the way around to Milton. Oh yeah, my it's God. Nuts. It, oh, wow. That's and right. uh, anyway, one of the damn barges washed up on the 18th green of Pensacola country club and uh, like washed the whole thing out. It's crazy looking. It's just nuts. Oh no. Uh, well, it's funny when I went to school there, my first year was 2004. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In the clubhouse. The clubhouse used to, but the clubhouse used to be where the 18th hole is now. Is an mm-hmm. old little brick clubhouse, and that thing just got destroyed by That's hurricane. crazy. And which brought about the whole redo from Jerry Pate coming in the redo. So that was probably all getting redone most of the time. I guess you were um, you were over there. Yeah, it got oh, I mean, it got done pretty quickly. They redid it in the year, or so we had our we started practicing out there a lot. Had our tournaments out there. It, 
that 18th hole is that's a weird hole, man. I, I like it. It's just terrifying. Oh, you don't well, miss it I mean, right. They're, you're just straight in the bay, and you know it's par three. It's a it's a little forced, you know, to get get around there and um, finish on that. But um, but it is it's a great golf course. I yeah, I like the old old Pensacola Country Club just from having the old school vibes. But you know, it once once Ivan came through, it kind of lost any bit of luster it had because basically any tree that was there just yeah. got decimated. So I think I mean Jerry did a cool Jerry Jerry built some really cool holes. And there's a lot of fun holes you could play. There's a couple of I, mean, I just trying to go through it in my head. There's a couple of, on the front nine. There's a short a couple of short par fours. There's a par five. But this really mm-hmm. cool speed slide. This is a fun. It was a that's a fun yeah. golf course to play. I got some good stuff out there. I always uh, be sure to flash my reciprocal every time I uh, go there to see my in laws. And uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't been back to Pensacola since um, humble brag. I was putting in the UWF Hall of Fame. But, um, Big time. <laughs> I had to do it. No, I haven't been back since about, yeah, it's been about 2000. It's been a good six, seven years. That's, that's I need to pretty get back cool. There. I didn't realize you were in the, uh, uh, what are they, uh, the Argonauts? Is that right? Yeah. Argonaut Halls? Yeah. The Argonauts. Big deal. Always, I remember we have comedians come to come to campus all the time and they come on there for everyone's first joke is what the hell is an Ar-? it was some joke around what the heck an argonaut was that's funny i'm not even really sure i know how to define that but isn't it like a sea sailor i don't either like it's like jace <laughs> no it's not a sea sailor it's kind of like Jason um, and the argonaut some like old ancient greek like war hero but um yeah college days man yeah I it's a good town going. man i got i got some good stuff happening over there and there's a couple of golf courses that will reach by Tiger Point a lot. That place kind of got banged up by even too. I don't even know if it still uh, Half of it does. It's, you know, it used to be 36 holes out there. Now there's, uh, yeah, they just right. kept the, like God, the first 18. Um, but it's come a long way. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was in pretty bad situation out there four or five years ago, but it's, they've, they've brought it back. Yeah. That's good. It used to be terrifying to play in qualifying. I loved it because I hit it straight and played well out there. But every all the guys would, you know, be shaking their boots all the water. Hey, it is a tough. It's harsh. You play in the wind and it gets a little cold and it's yeah. miserable sometimes. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting golf scene over there. My uh, my uncle, uh, well, you know Ben. You've you've been around Ben before. Um, he yeah. uh, he kind of him in a group. They kind of manage about four properties over there and. Um, you know, they just pack them in, man. They got kind of the the four or five sort of run of mill courses over there, and everybody has a big time. Well, you got, I mean, a great. You got a really good military yeah. course. Their AC reads really good. They got three mm-hmm. nines, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they got a great. That's probably. I think it's. I remember being rated one of the better military golf courses in the in the country. It's a good one. There's. Um, did you ever go play over um, in Fort Walton at the? Uh, Eglin Air Force Base, by chance? No, we never, we never ventured that far over. Reroys is going no. to the beach to drink. If we're going <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But um, <laughs> never played over there a lot. It's a lot of the we play a lot of Benito uh, yeah. Key or something. Lost, lost ball, yeah. lost ball, or, or lo- <laughs> lost key, lost yeah, ball, whatever you want to call it. Scenic, scenic hills that have gotten redone through the storm and. The greens got really good there, so we played there a lot because it's right next to campus. But I think it's yeah, kind of lost its so. way. But it's uh, over in Fort Walton on Eglin. They have a they have thirty six holes out there, and eighteen of them is an original Langford and Moreau course, which is just I, I listen. Stop if you're it. ever up that way, you gotta go see. Now it's been 
it's been grassed over and butchered plenty, but oh, the sure bones are there. I'm wondering, yeah, it'd be cool to go see what you can see. Oh, you can see a lot of it. It's kind of like me and Andy Johnson a couple, I think last year, went on this crazy adventure in Polk County because there's a lot of untouched, really cool golf courses that, you know, or they're, I'm not saying untouched, but now Mm -hmm. they've been touched. Of um, What is it? What's the place there in Polk County we went to? The Muni that everyone loves. Cleveland Mm -hmm. Heights. And there's a lot of old school, or I forget the architects are involved, but there's a lot of, you know, bones that were there from a lot of golf courses that were built. Yeah, it's it's that same kind of drill. I mean, it's, you know, you stand there and they, they've actually got a ton of the old original photos. It was built as like a, um, this guy out of Chicago had this grand vision that he was going to build like, um, you know, this sort of end of the railroad resort um, down in Florida for all of Chicago's, uh, you know, wealthy to, uh, come down to during the winter. It was called the, uh, the Chicago country club of Valparaiso, Florida. That's what the whole thing's called. And he huh. brings Langford and Monroe in and they did this incredible routing. It's like this very, like, um, there's a lot of little lakes, um, throughout the property and it's got tons of movement and you can see, once you look at the old pictures, I mean, the old photos look like, it looks like Pine Valley. And when you That's compare awesome. to it, you can see that they just grassed over all this sand. But if you, if you take a four iron and jab it in the ground and you look at it, it's just sand. All Sand's every, still every, there. It's crazy. Um, and the, it's just like, I mean, I've got, I got into that Florida historic golf trail website and get, you start trying to find places and see what used to exist and try to go explore some stuff. And there's a lot of places that were really good. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if anyone, never got a hold of one and really did something that could be funny. So you're really, well, really cool. Yeah. Put, put, put my place on that list of uh, places you need to come see when you uh, get a break from, from dad oh, yeah. duty. I don't know. I'm, I'm not seeing the end of the site right now, but roll, roll, yeah, roll your, uh, out. your next six months is going to be, you're going to have a tight schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's gonna blow it's gonna blur by i'm sure it. well speaking of dad duty uh i have just been given the five minute notice that i need to go pick my daughter up from daycare something hey you will get uh plenty of experience in doing in the coming years and uh well hey man I, you might be getting some text messages oh, for hey, advice. Listen, I'm, if you want bad advice i got plenty of it so uh <laughs> always happy to offer that's all i ever now, get from you, know, you. I, I try you know I, I i don't know if i succeed but uh, it's readily available, but yeah, you're, uh, you and the missus are, are going to have just a wonderful experience with that. And, uh, the, the minute that little girl, uh, comes out and opens those eyes and takes a look at you, you're toast, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I know. I got, I got a good feeling. Well, I can't wait to, uh, hear some of those stories and, uh, wish y'all all the best, man. That's just, just yeah, awesome. We got to yeah, do this again. Will, for sure. And, uh, I'll let you know if I, uh, get a chance to get down your way here soon yeah we'll maybe i'll up. make it in the florida am we'll see <laughs> <laughs> perfect all right pal well, y'all be good and uh thanks right, for man. your time man yeah man right, see you